0: Hey everyone, this is Augustus Cho. Welcome to part two of our previous episode. You're listening to Augustus Cho's Fry It Up podcast on the Nana Music Network.
1: I wish I could go back to those days when the
0: town was the whole world and love was the next door soundtrack with a song in the dark i miss those days when my dreams were there for chasing the time was better wasted we were summer young and living for friday and freedom was a highway i want to change into a whole different subject matter and you had mentioned earlier that you are in fact mayor and this is true um uh, Lee, oh, is, a
2: thing on my shirt
0: right yes, I, I saw that. Lee is an elected official as mayor of Morgan City, Louisiana. And so now we're going to kind of venture into that aspect of uh, Lee's life and accomplishment. I guess by now, at this point, when you uh, decided to get into politics, you had to become a, a somewhat of a local legend with a name recognition for all that you have achieved is that about right
2: everybody knows me let's put it that way
0: <laughs> yeah and that's and by uh, now
2: it's, it's virtually everybody in the world right if you're in the yes. marine industry you've yes. heard of me and are dealt with me
1: yes
2: right um
0: and it gets even better later on with uh, spacex we'll get to that too yeah
2: now, that, yeah <clears> we'll get to that we can only talk about certain things
0: i understand but, uh, um When did you decide that you're going to parlay your name recognition and put your toe in the political arena? Well, our mutual friend kind
2: of talked me into that. Oh, I'm glad. So so after that oil spill was over, I can just see things not like they need to be in town. The way it's always been that way, right? It's like if you know somebody, you're friends with somebody politically. You get something done. If you don't, you just kind of on your own. But in this town, everybody knows everybody. It's just it's, it's twelve thousand, ten thousand people, eleven thousand people. Who 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 can't you know? I mean, you hit too many stop signs, you you out of town, right? You've been here, so. Um, I said I was going to run, you know, but but, you know, 10 years ago, 12, 11, uh, about nine, 10 years ago. I was absolutely had knew nothing about politics. All I knew is I wanted to fix things. And how hard could it be to fix? Come on, man. Go like you say, go save the world. You can save the town. Come on, man. I would hope people don't (laughs) understand it that way. People understand if you're that, I would call it arrogant and are just not going to put up with the BS, then they they don't want to vote for you. Right. They, they, they scare. It kind of scares them because you can't like two out there. Right. Kind of like a Trump type thing. Right. I call it the Trump mentality. So. There's. So uh, at first, I really wasn't going to get in. And then there was this one guy who had ended up being the mayor. And then there was three other politicians, lifetime politicians. All about them, lifetime. And I'm like, oh, no, we can't have them. They're going to beat this dude like a drunk. I need to be on his side. I need to be a business, he's business man. I'm a businessman. We need to equal it out a little bit. Turns out, me and him won and kicked all three of them out. Like, we, we in a the runoff, then he beat me, right? Are you talking about so, Kevin Voisin? No, no, no. So, the, the guy that won, his name was Boo Zaffi, Okay. Kevin Wazan ran against us. Right, right. And then two other politicians, right? <laughs> yeah. And God bless his other guy, right after that, he died. Okay. So, um, so Boo wins, and and I'm like, okay, they did me a favor, right? Or maybe I helped him win, whatever. And I'm not into the political scene. I'm talking to to uh, to Christian a little bit here and there, you know, not a lot, you know. So, um, and people tell me, man, you just came off too too strong. You need to you need to cut back. So, Boo does an okay job for the first four years. So I don't run against him. I'm like, if he's doing a good, decent job, Why? what do I need that for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then his next four-year term, he came in and he tried to be – he tried to run for sheriff twice and he tried to do all this and, and then he kind of neglected the city for two years. You know what I mean? And 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 a lot of people were really upset about that. And people started telling me, man, you gotta run, dude. You gotta run. We can't have these politicians in there. This is this is horrible. You gotta go do it. So I said, okay, I I'll do it. You know, I wanna do it anyway. You know, puts another fella in your cap, right? And then here come Wazan. Poor guy had a stroke in the middle of the, the election, right? They had another guy, newcomer, he's not even from here. He's only been here a few years. He did way better than I thought. So I had like 48.5% on the first go. Almost got it on the first go. This new guy got 14%, and I only gave him 10% on the polling. At this point, I'm pretty savvy with politics, right? So, and I get into the federal scene, I get into the state scene, I get into the local scene of politics, and I kind of like it. I really do. So, getting a runoff of Wazine, he has a stroke. A lot of people, nobody really found out about it till after. He didn't even drop out. And um, and then I I won, like, big time.
0: Yeah, you won 56%?
2: Oh, no, I think it was more than that. Okay. Christian would know, though. Okay. I'm not 100% sure about that, but may, maybe so. So, But this guy has been a lifelong politician with his name recognition. His daddy was a politician. His grandpa was a politician. He had name recognition and got... You're talking about primary? Secondary. Okay. I didn't get... I got 48.5% primary. Okay. That's why you need 50% plus one. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. um, but but you might be right. I don't. I don't remember it, 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 those numbers changed through the night. But once we once they called it, <clears throat> the whole thing wasn't over. They called it right. Yes. So yeah. Go ahead. I didn't even pay attention after. I didn't even care. You know, at that point. Mm-hmm. So now I'm the mayor. You know, I get I come into being a mayor with zero dollars in the bank, in a negative budget. Gee, they they helping me out. Now, we just closed our year. $1,470,000 to the good. Right? In one year with no money. And paid off all his debt. A line of credit debt, not, not, not the bonds. Yeah. Um, you know, next year, I want that number to be about 5000000 total total so another three little over three million and then at that point when we have a cushion we can take all the extra money we make and make the the way of living better sure you know um and i just don't put up with any bs when it comes to politics sure and the people like it Mm -hmm. they really do now they believe because
0: they see what's happening so in 2020 you won the election (laughs) And then as of uh, January of 2021, you actually uh, became the mayor and you've started running the city. Um,
2: Um, It was like the middle of January. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And then I caught COVID.
1: Yeah.
2: Caught COVID at the inauguration. Right. So back then they said you'd stay out for 14 days. Way back then. Right. They didn't know. Now it's it's like it's five now or something. So, so. Um, so technically, I lost a whole month, the whole month of January. Yeah, yeah. But good thing I got some good people with me, you know, over there. Like, basically, the whole city all caught it. Yeah. At the same time, we were all had the inauguration together.
0: And before you know? we move on to some specific issues, your uh, opponent, Kevin Voysen, whom you beat uh, 56% in that election, said that uh, the campaign was a good, clean campaign. On everybody's part and your part too. So that was a good thing.
2: Well, it, it was it was in their eyes, it was good clean campaign because it was I was clean. Right. I, right. I, I refused to go dirty on mm-hmm. people, but they went after my kids. Right. So so to them, that's just a political move. So that's clean. I get that. So so I'll just rather leave that
0: alone. Yeah, um, I, I think they were yeah, I think they were referring to you running a good clean campaign, which kudos to you. Now you said that during uh the inauguration that <clears throat> quote, I will bring back, I will bring this city back to the glory days that it was. What was the glory days that you're referring to? And what was it about the glory days that you want to bring back?
2: So the glory days of Morgan City were wrapped around the oil field, right? I can remember days when I was a kid that salesmen rode around in Cadillacs, right? That, that money was not even an object. It was, it was just unheard of amount of money, right? But as the oil field technology changed through the world, this city just stayed relying on oil field, but the oil field just started dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. And so does the economy dwindle. So does the the people start moving out, dwindle, you know. Market city used to be 16,000 people. Now we think we like at uh eleven thousand, you know, or less, or less. Uh, maybe maybe it might be even in the tens in the new in the new uh, uh census. Which, uh, census. Yeah. So we need to get back to that 15,000 people. But we need to do it in a way that we don't get hurt, that we diversify. And everybody's like, ah, we need to diversify. Everybody says diversify and nobody knows how to do it. I said, I know how to do it. I did it. I diversified into every different market you can imagine when I saw the oil field going down. If I'm 10% oil field in my company, I'm a lot. A lot. Right, so yeah, I know how to do it. You know, do I want to share my secrets? I'm willing to if it saves the city I live in, sure. Right, no other businessman would do that, that'd be freaking suicide, right? But I know they can't do what I do, so I'm okay with it, right? Um, so by diversifying the economy, so basically. I explain the oil field this way. It's like an EKG machine, straight up and straight down, and it stays down and flat for a while. Then it goes straight up, and the high is just for a second or two and back down. I like the kiddie ride at the fair, the roller coaster that rides like this, right, where you can't get hurt. I want to be in the the commodities market. I want to be in the construction market. I want to be in the infrastructure market. I want to be in an oil field market. I want to be in an aerospace market. I want to be in the marine transportation business. I want to be in the inland transportation, the heavy haul business, the heavy metal business. All those different things don't happen every day, but to diversify you into where you can't get hurt, or if you do get hurt, it's very minimal. So the whole city needs to do that. But but you can't do that if you don't have the, the particular things that people want. So I did my own little thing. I'd call friends out of the, out of the state, out of the country, and say, hey, if, if for you to come to Marcy, what would you have to have? You know, what I really told them was, if you had a job in California, New Mexico, Louisiana, Florida, wherever, it's the same job. What would you, the four things you would look at to see if, um, if you would go there? The first thing everybody said was schools. At that time, our schools were A schools, right? No problem. I don't have to fix that. That's an easy one, right? Second thing was, what is there for my kids to do?
0: Okay, so is the school. Run by the council or is it by school board? Okay, so how are you going to fix that?
2: It it wasn't. It didn't need to be fixed.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Sorry. All right. Now, Mm -hmm. there's been some issues lately with some new policies and stuff, but they're starting to fix them back again. Okay. (laughs) So, so the second thing was, what do they have for my kids to do? Not much. Let's put it that way. Some parks. You know, not much. And then the third one was housing. I don't want to pay mm-hmm. 75 or 80% of a of a of a new house for a use for old house and have to redo it and spend more money than new. One. So I said, I need to fix that problem, which I'm currently in the process of fixing. Um, uh, having places for people to build houses, right? And the last one was a mixture, it was kind of a tainted question because they answered, do they have jobs? And the question was, you're going for a job, the exact same job in all these different places. What would it take, what would it take for you to be there? And so it was a mixture between if they had good jobs and maybe they meant for their wife or something like that, I don't know. And, um Is 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 it safe? Is the con is the area safe? Always is. Always. Yeah. You know, so I said, I gotta fix these things first. You know, is there a safety issue? A little bit, worked on it, kinda got it straight, you know. Uh the things for kids to do, I'm working on it, but I'm waiting on some funding to come in, right? Um school, not too much worried about it, you know. You, there was a, a few little snafus here and there but i kind of put my two cents in help them out you know offer help with of the city to help them and and they listen they help they sure. they, they they take the help i like that because at least they are not like this is me stay away right so if i so this first year is basically a setup it's permits um um shovel ready projects with engineering Um, uh, financing of of the projects in different ways you know a lot of money comes from the federal government on these grants and stuff Um, and setting up projects that will make the way of living here much better so I believe I I know that we did that this first year so next year is going to be phenomenal when we start putting that into play Right. Um, at first, you know, there's a lot of lies being told to the employees of the city that I'm gonna come and fire them all and replace them with my own people. Like, ah, I mean, how you run a city when you you fire 190 people? Yeah, that don't make sense. That's stupid. That don't even make sense. But you know, that's that's politics, right? So I had to win back their trust, which I really didn't lose it. It was just a lie. Well, I defended my people at the city over and over again, and they understand it now. They understand where it's coming you know, who's defending them, right? So I had that trust. So they, they're they working their butt off for me.
1: And Everybody's I'll go get in them. a
2: hole with them, you know. I'll go Everybody's- get it. They busted a water line in a hole in a freezing cold day. I got in a hole with them and helped them. And they like that.
0: You know? Oh, absolutely! You know, so, so leading by example.
2: Yeah, and it's it's just respect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if you respect them, they will dig a they will dig a, a ditch in a monsoon lane for you. If you don't respect them, and they don't think they respect it, they're gonna sit in aggregation all day. Yeah, in the truck and do nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, one of my questions initially was going to be, uh, "What is?" Uh, your uh, primary agenda for the city and you've answered uh, them, which is uh, school, children's activity, housing, and jobs, (coughs) which simplifies, that's a typical answer when you ask a chamber of commerce in a large city. So that's kind of expected, but the fact that you are addressing it, like you said, laid a foundation. So that's going to be a great thing. So it's just a matter of executing it. And we will be right back after this important message.
1: Hi, my beautiful people. I just wanted to let you know about a book that's helped me save a lot of money. The book is called How to Buy in Today's Digital World, Tips for Those Who Want to Save a Buck. This book provides step-by-step tips on how to save money on your online purchases. It also instructs you on making smart financial decisions when buying groceries, booking flights in hotels, plus lots more. I hope you get a chance to get your copy. I think you'll love it and I know you'll save some money. Available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. The way I
0: know, don't stop till never things go straight ahead and never turn around. Don't back up, don't back down. A full throttle wide open, you get tired and you don't show it. Dig a little deeper when you think you can't dig no more. That's the only way I know. And we're back. What political you philosophy don't do you have as an elected official at this point that drives you?
2: So this is something I will live by because it, ha- it's it because it happens to me. I can understand and the people can understand when things go wrong. If it's made by a human being, it's going to break. That's all I got to it. They can understand when you make a mistake, if you tell them you made a mistake. They can understand if there's a catastrophe happening, if you tell them. They can understand they need to be told certain things and they need to have direction. Like a hurricane came. I was talking to them every 30 minutes on Facebook, right? I love Facebook with the deal because one, it reaches everybody. The newspaper here is in the mail twice a week. I mean, it it does nothing. So, the theory is people can believe what they see. People, in general, the human anatomy, the subdominal mind, believes what it sees. Just like movies, right? you in a movie, right? Half the people believe that, right? Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) You, You see what I'm saying? All right. So, if they see us doing things and getting the roads fixed and getting, you know, new signage and getting street sweepers running and, and a hurricane comes through and we get it, the power on in 20 hours and we get the roads cleaned up in two days and they see everything getting fixed around town and they, and they hear the good things, then they believe it. And once they have something to believe in, they'll do anything you ask them to do, anything. If they believe you, the problem is, is in the past, everybody's tried to hide things just just because they don't want to hear this one or two people complain a handful of people complain. You get that anyway, no matter what. Right. You know what I'm talking about. And so my philosophy is tell them everything. Hold nothing back. I, I scream and I try to get people to come to the council meeting because I want them to complain and tell me what's going on? And they're like, dude, we ain't got nothing to complain about I'm like, well, okay, great. Then I guess we're doing our job, you know? But the the only thing I can't fix right now because I'm under contract and it's horrible is the trash pickup, right? So the trash pickup is just horrible right now. (laughs) But I can't do anything about it, but I'm going to. I got it lined up for later. It's under contract. Okay. So um, it's it's not us. It's uh, a, a contract company. So, my philosophy with with the politics is: don't not tell them. Tell them; they can understand it. <laughs> they talk about people all day long on Facebook, right? I, I laugh at it, dude. I go on there and laugh at it, right? But when I say something, if if I do a live thing on Facebook, hundreds of people are looking at it in minutes. Because they're like, Dragon, we don't never know what you're gonna say. It might be good, it might be bad, or you just might be mad at another politician. You are gonna tell it like it is. We want to hear it.
0: But and you're a man of truth. your word. Yeah, but you're a man of your word. So whatever you say, you follow through. So there is a there, there isn't a question of your character. It's question no. of judgment sometimes whether it's good or bad. But what you say, you mean, and you mean what you say.
2: And I back it up. Not many people can back it up, even if I can back it up with my own money.
0: Yes, I right? believe that. I believe that. So so your uh, political philosophy is driven by, I guess, more of a practical aspect, like a businessman, like you, you identify problems and you want to solve it in terms of practicality as opposed to trying to run it through the political process in your head, how this impacts this group or that group, that sort of thing, right? In other words, yeah. decisions you make is – based on the greater good of everyone not just a specific minority group of one sort or another
1: it, it
2: is but you know what i found out that certain minority groups have been left out like bad left out and i didn't really believe it i was like man nobody would do that why would they do that then once you the boss you find out all kind of stuff right so i've been trying to include them more in, in decisions, right, in things, and now that they see that, now they're speaking up and saying what they'd like to see get done, and they got some good ideas, man. Yeah, like we call it the round table. Yeah, we put yeah. put different areas of the city. Yeah, around one table. Yeah, you know, and you got the you got poor, you got black, you got white, you got rich, you got middle middle class, you got Asian, you got you name it, we got it, right. You know, you got, you got, you got Spanish and as long as somebody shows up from that area, they'll say what they be- they believe, right? Like, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little hard to understand with all different dialects going on, but um, it's actually a good thing, you know, and, and they, now they talk amongst themselves yeah, because they're not like enemies of each other anymore.
0: Yeah, when, when I when I say minority, I don't mean specific racial or ethnic, nothing like that. But I'm talking about in general. There's always a small group that want to get their interests covered at the expense of everybody else.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And that's the, the part. The, the guys about. that
2: run the, the guys that run the town is what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. So yeah. in that regard, in that regard, you are uh, transcending that and looking at the greater interest of everyone as the mayor of the of, of the uh, city.
2: So I'm one of those guys. The money guys, right? I'm part of the meetings when we go to the politicians and, and we want to fund a politician mainly on the federal level, right? And if, and if it's for the right reason, I do it. If it's not for the right reason, I don't do it. For them, it's about what favor they can get, right? I understand. A lot of them, right? I, I'm not like that. I won't be like that and I fight against that on on purpose right and so how, and, so, so and how do you people see, know that now yeah. they how know do you that.
0: See, yeah how do you see yourself are you a a businessman running the town or are you a bureaucrat part of the bureaucrat running the town i mean how do you identify yourself now as an elected official of mayor of the uh morgan city how, how do you I'm a,
2: I'm a businessman first because that's got that got me where i'm at but I'm a citizen, a normal, everyday citizen, second, right? And I want the people to feel and see and want and get the same things I want.
0: Yeah, so when there's a problem, you filter it through the perspective of a citizen yourself instead of politician is what you're saying. I'm not a politician. Right. At all. Politics? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Politician? Hell no. No. I'm not that. I'm never going to be that. You can't buy me. You can't give me something. You can't coerce me to, "Oh, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you later." I don't. people don't even ask me that. They don't even ask me. They know better. I, I believe
0: you. Yeah. You answer my question. You you uh, see yourself as a fellow citizen and you try to solve problems as a fellow citizen because it impacts everyone, including yourself. Yep. That's, that's good enough for me. Now, uh, Morgan city from your council's chamber, uh, when you look at your tax base, is it large? Is the budget based on uh, property taxes or more commercially based in terms of percentage at the present time?
2: You talk about to run the city itself, yeah, the tax like base,
0: it. yeah, the tax base of Morgan City. Where do you get your funding from? Is it mostly tax, uh, property taxes, or is it more from business? You know, commercial ba- uh,
2: it's base. One third, property tax. One third. You know, we don't get business taxes. We get sales tax. The so one third sales tax which would be which would be business.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah, I just, one- I, just, I just
2: want a breakdown of it. Right, one third. Um. Uh, property taxes and one third is the property the profit we make off of our electric and water sewer and gas our utilities
0: okay so based on the breakdowns as mayor as you look down two three years from now do you want to adjust the balance of that percentage wise so that uh, because it's difficult to fund the city just through property taxes because you know people have a hard time. So are you going to try to increase the commercial or business taxes, or are you going to bring in some other infrastructures to increase the tax base? Or is your model to reduce waste and spending?
2: It's a lot of all that, right? So reduce waste and spending is, we proved in the first year, $1.4 million worth, right? And that is reduction in cost. But we fixed more stuff than they did. We bought new vehicles, we bought new street sweepers, we bought all this new stuff. They've been running the old raggedy stuff, right? Um, they, you know, fixing things and getting things done, all come with money, right? You, our taxes in Morgan city are one of the cheapest or if the cheapest one in the entire parish, right? So we can't go down. Don't really want to go up, right? To if we went up a little bit, we'd be like rich. Like we'd have all kind of extra money. If we went up just 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 to equal our neighbors next to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. But these but people here are kind of spoiled, right? And mm-hmm. so you have to be ingenious <laughs> on how to figure it out. So yeah, you're going to keep your sales tax, you're going to keep your 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 your, your tax you have now on property taxes, which <laughs> everybody has to pay that, you know, needs to pay that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And in the, in the electrical department, we make a, a couple million dollars a year that goes into our budget mm-hmm. profit that kind of basically is siphoned out the electrical department into the general fund. Mm-hmm. It's been that way forever. Um, But the electric company can't do all the upgrades they need to do. So we're starting to get really old on some things. So I want to stop. So the theory on that is invest in things that create revenue Mm -hmm. instead of investing in things that don't create revenue because the things that create revenue, if people are paying for it, they really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So Those are the things that we're, setting up for next year
1: yeah, yeah already have
2: permits already have funding already have uh, um uh, drawings stuff like that and mainly it's it, it it revolves around our lake the big lake we have lake fluid um and we're gonna have some exciting stuff happen there you know uh, um in the past slow.
0: You know? In in the past, in terms of uh, Morgan City, was the problem tax and spend, or was it a spending issue, or, or, or revenue issue?
2: Um, the the, the I mean, in other words, was, the problem was um, as our economy of the oil field would go down, our spending would go down.
0: Would not go down.
2: Would not go down.
0: So that was a spending issue. Yeah. Yeah. And you have you have countered that somehow at this point. Yeah. By reducing spending and waste.
2: Well, if people just work. Instead of working all week and doing nothing and coming in on the weekends and working.
1: Welcome
2: to
0: government.
2: Then then maybe we'll pay more money if they do a better job. I agree. Less hours make the same money. Spending spend time with their family, right?
0: I agree.
1: I agree.
2: (laughs) It's a business philosophy. There's no politics or political agenda there. It's just, (laughs) go to work. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I get up earlier than you every morning. I'm going to catch you every time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think being a businessman has been an asset as an administrator, the CEO of uh, the city?
2: I'm not the CEO. Yeah, I am the CEO.
0: Yes, you, um, are, you are the CEO, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, I was thinking of the COO, was <laughs> right. Charlie.
0: Right, because the, buck, operating because the bucket stops on your desk. Always. Yeah. Always. And you can um, handle it, and there's no question, but what do you think? Most
2: definitely, it. I wouldn't have got this job if I wouldn't be a businessman. Yep. It would have just been another politician. Yep. I rocked the boat. The people were fed up with it, and... So does it help me? To me, I don't know any other way. Right. I don't know the, the the political do your buddy a favor way. I don't know that. Yeah. So I don't know. All I can say is this is what they were doing. It didn't work. This is what we're doing now. And it's like running the company, right? Mm-hmm. So it's working. Mm-hmm. That, that, that that's all I know it's getting easier on me yeah because it's less things that I got to go nitpick right yeah it's kind of yeah. getting more mellow and yeah. and I don't have to be there <clears throat> all day every day
0: I think uh, you being the CEO of LAD is translating into CEO of Morgan City and they're benefiting from that executive experience that decision making problem solving and uh, leadership qualities am I off base
2: yeah, no, you you you're <laughs> correct because I've multiple. So the COO, his name is Charlie, and he thinks just like me. I grew Excellent. up with him, so that's the only person I brought with me to the city. Excellent, the only person. Yeah, because I said, look, we're not going to fire <laughs> a bunch of people. Maybe we can make them work, yeah. or show yeah. them a different way of working. Yeah, yeah, and let's work. <clears throat> and so, by Charlie having his own family has their own business and all too. He thinks the same way I think. So we solve these problems and the, the guy's like, how in the world y'all think of that? Because we not don't work for the city. Right. We, we work for the, it's our money. It's yeah. my money. It's yeah. not the city's money. Uh, right? You Like you're yeah. not gonna solve it. Like I'm gonna solve it. Yeah. I'm gonna solve it in a way, let's get done with it right this minute. You know, cause you're yeah. costing
0: money. <laughs> Uh, is Morgan City set up in terms of the council uh, government, council uh, and town manager model, or is it led by or focused on city council leadership?
2: If any major decisions like contracts or buying any uh, equipment, especially if it's not in the, the year budget, mm mm-hmm needs to be approved by the council and or given somebody permission to like maybe have a street party or mm-hmm. block a street or something like that. Yeah, The day-to-day operations of the business side is 100% on me, which makes so, it easy.
0: Okay, so you don't have a town manager or city manager who executes the decisions of the council?
2: Um, no, because the agenda to the council is the mayor's agenda. So right. if I bring what? it to the if I bring it, let me tell you how it works. If I bring it to the council meeting, I'm the only one that can put it on the agenda.
0: No, I understand right? that part. No, my question is not that. My question is, the council, led by the mayor, makes certain decisions, and in larger cities, in or other cities, those decisions, whatever the council decisions that are made, gets implemented or executed by somebody, and that is called. Uh, city manager or town manager? That would he's be a, Charlie,
2: the CEO, so, so, chief operating
0: officer. Okay, okay, that's that's my, what I was trying to figure out. So he doesn't make decisions, but he carries out the decisions of the council, right?
2: Um, we haven't got to that in that position. Okay, so I don't not. know. I don't know. Like, I would have to carry it out. The okay, not in council. That's but the council can't make a decision on
0: how to run the city. No, 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 I'm not talking about. Once a decision is made, that decision gets carried. Uh, give me in. an example,
2: example of a. Of a, of a, of
0: a uh, maybe, uh, maybe you put up a certain building or whatever, or some kind of a, a permit issue or whatever has been carry, uh, is done. And then now it's up to the city planning department to carry it out. Right? But somebody has to oversee that to make sure it gets implemented.
2: That would be Charlie.
0: Okay, yeah. so COO comes as, as close to a town manager as they come. And that's fine. He, I, I
2: was just wondering. He's right under me. He's number okay. two in the city. He runs everybody in the city. But
0: right. he doesn't make any decisions in terms of the council decision. Whatever no. decision you guys make, he implements. That's, I got it. <clears throat> the other question is I cannot imagine uh, the town council or city council men and women and you, the mayor, it's not a full time job, is it? No. Okay, so you get it's a part-time job, and you get somewhat of a stipend, I guess, some little bit of a pay. Is that correct?
2: I think it's about fifty grand a year. I think something.
0: Fifty grand—that's a lot. Of, that's that's pretty big because most yeah. uh, most towns and cities don't pay that much for part-time. But anyway, so uh, my question would have been that uh, you guys do make personal sacrifices serving on the city council in terms of the time. That, it, that is required and, and other things that are not f- formally officially uh, given in a job description. So um, for you, is it more time consuming than you had expected or about what you had expected?
2: No, I expected at the beginning to be more time consuming and then start slacking off. And that's exactly what it did. Right. To implement these things and let Charlie do it. Um, it's a, it's a good thing because I don't want to be the micromanager. I want them to, him to be able to get his job done. You know, when it, I won't step in unless it's a civil service issue that I have to or it's a manager, like a department head, right? Now, Charlie could fire him in a minute if he wanted to or, or reprimand him or whatever, but he's not going to do it without talking to me.
0: Yes. Any, so that, any
2: major things, he's not going to do anything, not even major, semi-major, yes. he's not going to do it.
0: So it, sounds, yeah. so it sounds like uh, Morgan City follows that council manager model of uh, governing, because they both work with each other. And we will be right back after this important message. Law
1: la. And hey, Jude box don't start playing that song again. Cause there's a girl at home who
2: loves
0: me. You know she won't understand long neck bottle.
2: Let go and we're
0: back. Hey, now when you became Morgan. elected as the mayor of, of Morgan City, knows. what was the most difficult challenge that you found out as a newly elected mayor?
2: Fixing the, the uh, well, well, overcoming all the lies that were spread
0: when I was no, running. no, no. Once you became the mayor, you're sitting in the oh, office.
2: Everybody thought I was gonna fire, <laughs> everybody thought that I was just gonna go on this tyrant and just what?
0: Why did they think that? What was them
2: the, to... the other guys I was running against were telling them I was gonna do
0: that? Ah, okay, okay, so they wouldn't vote for him, man. Okay, at um, this point. Which aspect of being in public office do you find most challenging?
2: Um, I would have said six months ago, dealing with the stupid little complaints, right? But it's not anymore because I just put that off on Charlie. Yes. mm um, <laughs> The most challenging is certain budgets in certain departments that I I have to fix, but I had to just let it ride for a while to see what happened. Yes. And I'm starting to fix them, but, you know, I have a couple departments that just are hard headed and they're not going to make a change and they're going to force my hand and you know, they're either going to do it or
0: or be done. two. Speaking of that, and I don't know because I'm not from here, so I'm just throwing this out as a question. Um, Obviously, the police department in any cities or towns reflect the council, city or town council that they're representing. Now, does the police department head, chief, and the personnel, rank and file, are they pretty much representing the philosophy of Morgan City's mayor's office and the council's office in general.
2: I think that uh, getting up, but I'm good. Um, I think that the police balling does definitely does not that's one of my problem childs. Um, go about what I want for yeah. sure. I gotta force their hand on things. Yeah. Um, and I believe with the council, they're about 50, 50.
0: Gotcha. Because okay.
2: basically we have a, a chief and I'm not saying anything bad about the guy, but his way of thinking is back in the old political days. Right. And I we have I understand. a couple of council members that are from the political days. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand. So he kind of sides with them, but it don't really matter. Yeah. You know, but yeah. You know, it's just it's, it's starting to get to the point with me that I don't want to deal with them
0: anymore. Yeah, so you're dealing with yeah, a bureaucrat. Is. That's what it is. And and you you, you are elected official with different uh, model of uh, governing. All right, That's good enough for me. I don't want to you know, exp- get dig into that. Yeah. I, I got this feeling. Um, rec- I guess recently uh, there was a uh, situation where uh, you had some welding supplies stolen from your immediate <laughs> business. Oh, yeah. And as a consequence, you offered a reward of $2,500. And then you raised it up to $10,000 and, in fact, up to $15,000. And the paper, the media quoted the following of your words about the situation, which is that this is not the reputation we want in Morgan City. I found that whole story rather interesting so, tell us about the situation and, 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 and uh, what you were thinking at the time.
2: Well, uh, when I made that comment, it wasn't about putting out the $15,000. We don't want the reputation of people stealing everything. Because they were stealing a lot more than just me. They were hitting every shipyard, right? And they got me for originally for probably $60,000, $70,000 by the time we were able to figure it out, but at the time it's just, it was a lot of well need Yes. And it's like nobody, you know, me, I move like at lightning, lightning speed compared to most people. And my theory was if they got fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 worth of my lead before they can cut it up and sell it, I need to recover it. At least some of it. So I said, if I put up 2500 bucks and get it back, I'm I'm great. I'm not even mad. I put up ten thousand. I didn't get no answers, so I put up ten thousand. You know, and I don't get any answers, but I didn't wait very long, right? I bet you I didn't wait an hour. I said, I tell you what, I'll make it where everybody's gonna do it. Fifteen thousand dollars, right? And if I got fifteen thousand dollars with the lead back, no harm, no foul. It was the same thing, no matter what, right? So. I ended up getting about $25, $26,000 back worth of lead. So I came out ahead $10,000, $11,000, right? And then I didn't even, the guy didn't even take the money. How about that? So, How about that? Um, you know, it, it, my theory was Herb and get something back before they cut it up and strip it and sell it at the scrapyard. And if I, if I get that much back or more, I'm gaining. That's the business side of
0: it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Plus, I need I need the lead back so my guy can go back to work. So it turned out well. It. Yeah. It turned, so in the end, it played out well for Morgan City. Look, as
2: soon as I said $15,000, <laughs> there were more people calling me than to have liver Pills. Let me let you know. They, they, it was crazy. I said, you late, and everybody said the same guy name. So why you didn't t- say it when I said twenty five hundred dollars? Maybe you'd have got it, right? Or ten thousand? Maybe you'd have got it. They were like, "But well, we still, we were like, we were at work. We couldn't look at that at work. You know, we saw it when we got off of work. So it's just the business side of it, you know. It let me get more back than what I'm investing, and I'm, 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 I'm making money.
0: That that works for me. Uh, my last question regarding a political ring. And then we'll move on to uh, another interesting topic. Uh, Do you feel that you're you're going to stay in politics in the foreseeable future? Or do you think it's going to be one of these temporary things where you solve a problem and then you let somebody else do it?
2: So if I can fix this stuff with the city and or have it on its way, and there, in four years, and have, um, and there be another person that wants to do it, that is credible and and I believe that can run it and not screw it all up. I, I would walk away from it after four years. I've always said that. Right. But if I can't get it done, and I can't, I want to get it done in four years and walk away. Let's put it that way. That's the goal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which if is I not like I'm willing to stay. Okay, but I don't want to. I have no other political aspirations.
0: Okay, you know. I don't want you I've to. Been, that I've been that. asked to be a senator. I've been asked
2: to be a congressman. Hell, I even been asked to go run for for governor. I wouldn't run against my good friend. Yeah, so I wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, most likely in, uh, in three years, it's difficult to move that ship called government. So you, you probably would take another term. And in eight years, you can't get a lot done. But I don't want you to carve anything in writing for me just because I'm asking the question. I was just wondering, because, you know, sometimes people find the political ring interesting and then they want to keep, keep keep on going. Others, they want to solve a problem and then get their life back. So I was just wondering about yours.
2: I just figured that, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be about done with my company, you know, kind of walk walking away from it, you know. And um, my kind of guy. And 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 if if I can walk away from both of them at the same time, it'd be perfect,
0: you know. Excellent. What you what do you work
2: your tail off for all your life to retire?
0: So so in the end, whether it's in three more years or four more years, second term, what do you want your legacy? as the mayor of Morgan City to be?
2: Absolutely nothing. I want everybody just to live a normal life. I don't need them to say, Dragna built that water plant. Dragna did this. Dragna built that thing at the lake. He did that. I don't want that. I don't ask for no credit from anybody. I don't okay. want credit. Okay, credit in the checkbook.
0: <laughs> you're uh, very unique. Highly unusual. And I will... uh enjoy that. All right, let's move on to another subject, and then uh, we'll we'll call it quits. Um, You know, when you got into fixing things because you're interested in that, and then you ultimately, you created your uh, company, uh, LAD, which deals with barges. When you began LAD in uh, 1996, to most people in America who, who are not in this industry, being in the barge business doesn't sound very sexy, you know, for most people. But You never know where something leads to. So when you began in 1996 uh, building barges, did you ever envision doing such unique projects as working with Elon Musk and his SpaceX project?
2: No, I never envisioned that. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, nobody did because they didn't even exist back then. But um, like like I told you before, you never say no. At least not at the beginning of the conversation, right? So people think you're crazy, right? People think people are crazy. they they not ignorant, crazy, just like uh, wild crazy, right? Well, can you imagine... I'm sitting in my office. People come walk through the door with some crazy looking sketch. Have no idea, don't even know what a barge is. Don't even know what any of that stuff is. Tug boat, they don't know nothing. We want a band of rocking on the barge. Man, get out of my office, dude. I don't want to talk to you. I don't know who Elon Musk is. I don't know nothing about SpaceX. I don't know. This is 2014. That's how long I've been dealing with. And I'm like, "What in the world are you talking about? Space shuttle program is shut down. Like, right? the average Joe Bull person, before Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff, they didn't know there was rocket companies out there. They always thought it was the government's the only person with rockets, right? Literally. I looked at him and said, "Look, you can't build that." They said, "Why?" I said, "If this ain't gonna pass ABS and that ain't gonna pass ABS and this and that." They said, that's why we showed up over here.
0: So let's back up. Uh, I want people to get a full picture. So one day, someone came to your office with some blueprints.
2: A hand sketch.
0: Okay. And you never and met a, this And
2: person. a 3D model on a computer. Okay. And what was it that they wanted you to uh, build? They wanted me to modify a deck barge, one of the same ones that we picked all up with. It, all right into this much bigger put wings on the side glass walls thrusters you know you name it you know it's got to stay out there by itself in one spot on gps location you know the the rocket goes to the same spot on earth that the barge is at that's all they know is they both go in the same spot and and they, they better be there you know so i looked at the drawing i'll be honest with you I, I told them what their flaws were, right? And they said, we heard that about you. I said, well, okay. I don't even know who you are. And they're like, we work for you on I said, who is that? What did they hear about you? Well, they just heard. Uh, well, basically, they, they went through, the, through the, the, uh, the patent office, and they found shipyards that had patents. Because their theory was they needed somebody could think on their feet and solve problems. Just so I had to be in the same town the barge was. They didn't have to move it. It was actually at my yard. So, so they said, look, if you can come up with these other things, you can help us envision this, to this envisionment to make it work. So here comes the business side of me. You got a checkbook. <laughs> so I told him. He said, "Yeah, you got money in it? Yeah. Write me a check, and then we'll, we'll get moving. Because I don't know who you are, and I don't know if you got any money." They already had a check. I ain't gonna tell you how much, but they already <laughs> had a check written out in that in that briefcase.
0: We're well, no talking make it. figures, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I
2: get with their architect and I said you can't use a regular architect. You need a naval architect. So I I told them who mine was. We got together within a week. We had a draw, right? Of something that ABS would pass, Coast Guard would pass, and then we started building it. Within a month, we had a drone ship ready to go. Wow! Now, don't get me wrong. We it was a very very um, beginning version of it. Let's put it that way, right? Very stripped down version because I don't know what their budget is. I don't know what they want to do. I just, they said, I want it to stay on location. I need these thrusters. I need these engines. I need to build this stuff on here. I need uh, this electrical. And we made it happen, right? And, um, and it worked. And, and it just grew from there. You know, it was just it was astronomical amount of
0: stuff. At some point, Elon Musk probably came down to talk with you. At some point, no. I
2: met Elon a couple of times uh, in uh, Florida when he was working over there, and uh, one time at his office in uh, Los Angeles.
0: Yeah. And what was your what was your impression?
2: My impression was he was strange to the point of super smart. You know, some people are so smart they dumb. You know, dumb to the surroundings. I understand. All he thinks about is what's on his mind. You know, when, when you break up your day in five minute increments, Parnie, you got oh. some stuff going. On. <laughs>
1: I've
2: become really good friends with his his number two guy, right? And um, you know, we 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 we. we he don't work for him anymore. He works for another rocket company now, but we still talk on a weekly basis. Bullshit. Eat lunch when we in the same areas, stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> but this guy was with Elon up to like not even a year ago. You know, he's a vice president of launch. So um, there's some good people there, but th- he's a very so the reason why we get along great with them is because Elon believes that every nobody should have to go home to their family. Everybody should work 80 hours a week. And the rest of the country don't work like that. Only Louisiana. Really? So we'll travel to wherever the barge is at and go repair it. I mean, who gets to Crash rockets for a living, dude. Who gets to do shit like that? Who gets to blow stuff up? You know, not many people. That was pretty cool. Cool factor is gone now, though. It used to be a cool factor, but
0: now for Elon for SpaceX, you do barge repairs and conversions, right? Yeah. What is that? What, an, an what exactly operation. does that mean?
2: Unpack that for us. So we, we convert the barge into what you see now from just a standard square barge to all the stuff on it, right? The operations of on a DP system, dynamic positioning system, you name it, it's on there, right? Um, and the conversions come by their drawings, not mine. The first one was mine, but after that, they got smart and got the engineers involved. The, the repairs are anywhere from crashing a rocket, To land in a rocket that's got a little bit too much liquid oxygen in it. You know, liquid oxygen is negative negative 327 degrees. So if you land it on a, so the rocket engine puts out 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit, basically burns the deck. Then you drop negative 6,000 to negative 327. It'll crack the deck, right? And so we got to go fix it. You know, if it warps the deck too many landers, we go fix it. You know, anything, crash a rocket, blow a hole in the deck, go we'll fix it. They want to build some crazy stuff, we just build it. You know,
0: is that technically difficult or, or is it more physically labor intensive?
2: Physical labor
0: intensive. Okay. Uh, on your website, you also mentioned that uh, you also do demolition of launch station 39A in Cape Canaveral. What was that about?
2: So 39A is uh 39A and B is where they launched the two space shuttles from, but 39A is where Saturn V left from. Um so it was useless. It was basically half rotten, you know, and so SpaceX contracted us to build parts of their new space, I mean, uh, launch pad
1: here in Louisiana shipped it over there. And um, so
2: we went and demoed a bunch of stuff on a pad to build a new pad. So you still had the tower and the rotate RSS, which is a rotating service structure that the thing that held all the satellites for the space shuttle. basically a huge, giant clean room. When They opened up the space shuttle. They put all the stuff in it. So we demoed that too. That was 5,800 tons. 210 feet, 215 feet in the air while we were launching rockets right next to it. The most active launch site on earth. And we're demoing a big old steel structure right next to it.
0: That's some unheard of shit. That's some Elon stuff right there. And we will be right back after this important message.
1: I got some money in my pocket Got some trouble And we're
0: back. And you also mentioned uh, that you (coughs) ship his boosters on barges too, right?
2: Um. Well, they come in on barges from offshore. Yeah. And uh, we're talking to him right now about shipping some from from uh, uh, Texas to Florida. Okay. Um.
0: What do you think? I mean, this is a speculation and I'm asking you just for your opinion. uh, What do you think Space X's ultimate purpose is beyond just going to Mars? I mean, what other useful purpose is there for what's going on and how you're involved in it?
2: I mean, I can't talk about what I know, but I can talk about what I what what is public. Yeah. um, And what I believe um, I believe that it's gonna be a uh a flight system, uh intercontinental flight system, um to where you can fly from Los Angeles to Shanghai in thirty-six minutes. You know. Um and then relaunch it and come back. You know, there, there, there's a lot of reasons why they made this thing reusable, right? I was intimately involved in that. Um, and there's always this bigger picture, especially with Elon. You know, Elon's working on his super rocket. He probably got two or three more work. He, he got in the, in the shoot after that, you know? Um <laughs> I believe in the next five to 10 years, you'll be flying rockets around Earth. Not short runs, not in, in the country, but when you're going across
0: as you a know, trans- something
2: that only take you 13, 14, 15 hours, I think that that's what they'll be doing.
0: So you're saying that ultimately these <laughs> rockets have potential to be used as a transportation form?
2: That's what they are. The big okay. ones, the real big ones that they're working on in Texas. Yeah, that, that's they're designed to haul 200 people. They big, big, okay.
0: big. Yes, that's good to know. So maybe United Airlines and an American Airlines may go out of business, cutting the 14 hours into a, an hour or so through the booster rockets.
2: I think that it's also a military thing, but wow. I don't know that. I don't know that, and I don't want to say that I do. Sure. I just – everything revolves around the military money, right? Sure. You know, satellites, everything else. And so think about what kind of advantage that would be if you had to fly a bunch of Navy SEALs somewhere to go help somebody. And normally it takes 15, 20 hours. You're on site in 30 minutes. That's pretty
0: strong. I get that because I used to teach for a DOD college. So, and I understand uh, where the military applications comes, which is everything. So. I understand that.
2: That's a tremendous payload. It's like 150 ton payload. It's a crazy amount of weight. You know, like a Falcon 9, if they put 6,000 pounds in it, it's a lot. A lot. 6,000 pounds, that's three tons, right? Right. Talking about 150 tons? You know, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It could be people. It could be equipment. It could be whatever you want, you know, tanks. <laughs> I don't know about a tank. I don't know how you get it in and out of it, but. I think tanks I would be, I, I have my own theories on that, but I don't know that to be a fact,
0: you know, you don't want to share I, that I read some
2: articles about it though.
0: Okay. You don't wanna, articles. Well, you want to share some of the articles that the, some of the points.
2: It was like that, that. I read articles that say that it would be a good application
0: for that. I get yeah. it. I get it. That's very interesting. So beyond us uh, outer space, uh, we'll have actually practical usefulness for the uh, booster rockets for in the foreseeable future.
2: So the booster part is stage one. Uh huh. That's that's a reusable part. Well, stage two is reusable now too. But the booster always comes right back to where it flew from. Uh It only gets you up there and then separates. Stage two, when it's up in weightlessness, it can fly long ways on a little bit of fuel. Once it gets moving, it just keeps moving. So that's two different animals right there. I get it. Because my understanding, they're going to have like a thousand of these things. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot. Well, that's a lot of business for you, I hope.
2: I would, I would presume I would get my fair share.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're talking huge numbers you already have, and it's going to be even bigger than that, I realize. Uh, one last question is about Elon. And if you can share, that's fine. Otherwise, we understand. You think that uh, knowing Elon for the uh, over the years, do you think he has a life philosophy or business philosophy that drives him to be what he is today? No. Okay.
2: I believe he just when he gets it in his head, he's
0: just not going to stop. He's sort of like you when it comes to solving problems, right?
2: Yeah, but my expectation ain't that high. <laughs> uh, but I think he's a total genius. I don't. I've never read or asked or anything about like what his IQ is. I, he probably never took an IQ test. Yeah. but i would have to say it's close to perfect. for a Not person easy. to be able to be that far ahead of society in general, much less technology be that far ahead of everybody is unreal. That is just unheard of. They told him, they told me i was crazy for messing with the guy. Like i was threatened business-wise all kind of shit for messing with him cuz he threatened the other rocket companies, right? And, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were passing that down, down the chain, bro. Like, look, man, when you pay me, I'll do what you want. Yes. Until then, I'll do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have Blue Origin. They're they talking to me, too, about doing a bunch of work for them, you know, Jeff Bezos and them. And, and I, their philosophy is slow down, don't crash, engineer. Elon's philosophy is crash it, build another one, make the modification not to crash it, crash it again, make some more modifications. It's faster. And he's right. It's faster and cheaper to crash it than it is to engineer it for 10 years.
1: Good. To, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm being honest. Yeah.
2: But he has the technology. The technology is not the rocket. Yeah. The technology is not the engine. Yeah. The technology is the computer system. Yeah. The software. The, the, the flight hardware.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That is the technology. And integrating it from a little rocket to a big rocket is not, I don't think it's that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind when I see that the SpaceX come back down and land. Because, you know, I grew up in the 60s. It didn't work like that. They went up and then they landed in the water. And that but was it. They it picked
2: up. It don't work like that for nobody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ULA, yeah,
2: still crashing them in the water. Yeah, uh, Pegasus crashes them in the water. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh there's, there's 20 of them, 30 of them around the world, they all crash in the
0: water. Yeah, yeah. So, the fact that you can bring it back right down on your barge is quite, quite impressive. And in closing, that thought, I mean, it really must blow your mind that. When you got into this barge business and industry, you'd be at some point on a cutting edge of society through Elon and what he's doing. And you're part of that process.
2: It doesn't blow my mind. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, dude. It's just like, I'm not one of those guys that look for this credit, right? So when you don't look for the credit, it's just a job.
0: Okay.
2: You know, That's the way look I look at Then it's Hollywood
0: like you, right? That's the way I look at Hollywood. just a a gig. It's nothing personal, you know? All right, good enough. I appreciate your humility and your practical uh, salt-of-the-earth attitude. Just for fun, you tell me what uh, your your thought process was when you uh, sued the New Orleans Saints for season tickets. I read that. I read the the judgment, and I I found it very entertaining. So... Give us you the didn't background. see him
2: kneeling you didn't see him kneeling anymore after that did you
0: well listen I don't want to add, you tell give <laughs> us the background tell us a story because that's uh I let Dude, you I'm, I'm at a
2: football game with my wife, and I don't know who else, and you know I pay all this money for these seats on a forty yard line twelve fifteen rows up from the bottom and um and they're out there kneeling and in, in the middle of the national anthem. Everybody in my family is a veteran. People booing, spilling beer all over the place. It was horrible. Right. I remember like, that season. I'm like, absolutely not. I want my money back. Anyway, like, we're not giving you money back. I said, okay. I got, a, I got a lawyer on payroll. Don't cost me a dime. So I said, what were you myself, thinking
0: though? What was your rationale? What, what did you well, not like? If about? They
2: were going to do that. They should have put it in the law, says you have to notify. Right, that's how I went to the second. I won the first battle in court
0: at the district court
2: level. Second battle, right? So, um, so my wife was pissed. My kids were pissed because I mean they got people saying, "I hope your kids die." I hope you this and I mean you should have saw that. It was I never even thought people would would be that ridiculous, right? They were pissed at you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because you You had. had
0: because you had sued the oh, yeah. only on district court? So we go to the we go to district court,
2: right? And uh, in district court, it's a it's a a, a lady judge and, and my, my lawyer is like, dude, this lady ain't gonna let this go to the second round, but she's, you know, no way. They, they handpicked the judge for us. Against They're you then, or for you? Against, against me. Okay. And it was in New Orleans. So we go to court. The judge is like, here's both sides, and, the, and they're just saying, this is ridiculous, judge, blah, blah, blah. I had them five ways to Sunday on that deal. I had them so many different things. All they had to do was put a sign on the door when you walked in and said, hey, we're going to, they're going to be kneeling at the National Anthem. If they did that, it would have been okay, but what happened was, um, Tom Benson kneeled too. And that well, he who, put who, is, who is he, the owner, the okay. owner of the Saints, and that put the Saints Corporation on the hook. Ah, it, they can't control the players, but when he did that, that put him on the hook. We had him, dude, we had him stone cold. I was about to tell everybody in the country how to do it, <laughs> so I won. Well, they
0: okay, so, stop, so hold it right. So the, the issue for the people was that when you went to that uh, f- football game in, in New Orleans, the football players were kneeling during the national anthem. That offended you, right? Everybody in there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so, as, as a result of that, you turned around and sued uh, New Orleans I, I
2: asked them. I said, "You give them my money back."
0: Right. I'm okay with it. I don't need to come. Right. Right. And quote, "This is what." Part of it is this quote, uh, playing, that's you, would not have purchased his season, season tickets if he had known that Saints players would use their games as a platform for protest. And then you requested rescission of the sale. That's what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. And so Saints, you know, also counter, and then you guys went to court. And then you just picked it up right here. So,
2: uh, so I won the first round, they appealed it. Yes, they did. <laughs> Before we got to the appeal court, we had a they, there was a meeting between the lawyers. I said, "Look, dude, I don't want this because my son play was going to play football in college. I didn't need him holding that against him, right?"
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I was like, "Look, whatever. I don't care." But this needs to go away. But y'all need to quit kneeling. Yeah. Y'all keep doing that shit. I told him. I said, "You go in there with this." They need to quit this shit. And then we won't show up for the appeal. We didn't even show up. All right. And then they can save face like they won. But they need to quit the kneeling thing. Oh, I'm telling everybody in the country how to do it.
0: And they stopped That's kneeling. Like,
2: you imagine 50,000 people, Tom, 36 teams suing them. Yeah. <laughs> that'd break the whole goddamn system. Yeah. 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 and, 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 and. Any other details I can't talk about. Yeah, I got you. So, and at that point in time, for years, I didn't see nobody near him for a couple of years now. Oh, I love
0: it. I love it. So, All right. That, that, that was very entertaining. And, and I hear you and I know where you're coming from. And I knew there was a story to be shared. And I, I appreciated what you did on behalf of America. All right. In conclusion, what is next? For you, Lee Dragna, in your life, what's up next?
2: Next step is retirement.
0: I don't buy that. You're not going to retire.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's five or six years down the road, so you never know what's going to happen. Okay. You just take it one day at a time, one step at a time, one breath at a time, and one minute at a time.
0: Okay. Great. What's the preferred method of people contacting you if they wish to uh, contact you for whatever business reasons or whatever else? Everybody Your email address, you?
2: my cell phone
0: number.
2: <laughs> Everybody on earth has my. You can Google me and see my find my cell phone number.
0: Sounds you know, good to me.
2: A lot of people Facebook me or something, message me or they call me on my cell phone or they email. They go to my website. You know my business website. My the phone number's on there. You know, email me whatever. I'm I'm open.
0: I don't hide. Okay. Yep. And uh, who would have known that in the deep Bayou country, there was individuals like you making a huge difference? In fact, making an impact around the world with what you do. All right. Before we end, I'm gonna wish to thank. Veiling Productions of Patterson, Louisiana, who made this podcast episode possible. mean, I thank you for that. And with that, we give Lee Dragna, the mayor of Morgan City, the final word, closing word. I don't
2: have a closing word. I just hope, I just wish everybody can get along a lot better than we are in this world. If everybody got along, this world would be a lot better. So... That's my final word. Try to get along with everybody in this world will be a lot better for us, especially our kids.
0: Thank you, Your Honor, the Mayor, Lee Dragna of Morgan City. And as always on Fry It Up podcast, we wish you that your journey in life be filled with peace and health. This is Augustus Cho, over and out.